Good morning. Our psalm this morning is Psalm 37, and we'll be doing verses 1 through 24. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouths shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hands are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 37, verses 1 through 24. Fret not thyself because of the ungodly, neither be thou envious against the evildoers. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and be withered even as the green herb. Put thou thy trust in the Lord, and be doing good. Dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thou in the Lord, and he shall give thee the de heart's desire. Commit thy way unto the Lord, and put thy trust in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall make thy righteousness as clear as the light, and thy just dealings as the noonday. Hold thee still in the Lord, and abide patiently upon him, but grieve not thyself at him whose way doth prosper against the man that do it after evil counsels. Leave off from wrath, and go, let go displeasure. Fret not thyself, else shalt thou be moved to do evil. Wicked doers shall be rooted out, and they that patiently abide the Lord, those shall inherit the land. Yet a little while, and the ungodly shall be clean gone. Thou shalt look after his place, and he shall be away. But the meek-spirited shall possess the earth, and shall be refreshed in the multitude of peace. The ungodly seeketh counsel against the just, and gnash upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh him to scorn, for he has seen that his day is coming. The ungodly have drawn out the sword, and have bent their bow, to cast down the poor and needy, 
and to slay such as be upright in their ways. Their sword shall go through their own heart, and their bow shall be broken. A small thing that the righteous hath is better than great riches of the ungodly. For the arms of the ungodly shall be broken, and the Lord upholdeth the righteous. The Lord knoweth the days of the godly, and their inheritance shall endure forever. They shall not be confounded in the perilous time, and in the days of dearth they shall have enough. As for the ungodly, they shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall consume as the fat of lambs, yea, even as the smoke shall they consume away. The ungodly borroweth and payeth not again, but the righteous is merciful and liberal. Such as are blessed of God shall possess the land, and they that are cursed of him shall be rooted out. The Lord ordereth a good man's going, and maketh his way acceptable to himself. Though he fall, he shall not be cast away, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twenty-second chapter of the book of Genesis. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham, and said to him, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. Then he said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering, and arose, and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day Abraham lifted his eyes, and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, Now stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering, and laid it on Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham his father, and said, My father. And he said, Here I am, my son. And he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Then they came to the place of which God had told him. And Abraham built an altar there, and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac his son, and laid him on the altar, upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand, and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, Here I am. And he said, Do not lay your hand on the lad, or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son your only son, from me. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram, and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the place, the name of the place, the Lord will provide, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven, and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing, and have not withheld your son, your only son, 
Blessing, I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore, and your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. In your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned to his young men, and they rose and went together to Beersheba, and Abraham dwelt at Beersheba. Now it came to pass after these things that it was told Abraham, saying, Indeed Milcah also has borne children to your brother Nahor, Huz his firstborn, Booz his brother, Kemuel the father of Aram, Kesed, Hazo, Pildash, Jidlaf, and Bethuel. And Bethuel begot Rebekah. These eight Milcah bore to Nahor, Abraham's brother. His concubine, whose name was Rumah, also bore Teba, Geham, Tehash, and Meachah. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 18th verse of the third chapter of the first epistle of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you seems to be wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, He catcheth the wise in their own craftiness. And again, The Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are futile. Therefore let no man boast in men, for all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas, or the world or life or death, or things present or things to come, all are yours, and you are Christ's, and Christ's is God's. Let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful, but with me it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by a human court. In fact, I do not even judge myself, for I know of nothing against myself, yet I am not justified by this. But he who judges me is the Lord. Therefore judge nothing before this time, until the Lord comes, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the hearts. Then each one's praise will come before God. Here ended the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began. 
that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, for who our sake didst fast forty days and forty nights, give us grace to use such abstinence, that our flesh, being subdued to the Spirit, we may ever obey thy godly motions in righteousness and true holiness, to, the honor and, to thy honor and glory, who livest and reignest with the Father and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, 
neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. Our lesson from Genesis 22 can be understood on a on a few different levels, which we can you know approach sort of in order. One level is is the typological that that um, Abraham is clearly going forward sort of as a as a type of God who is offering his son, uh, pointing us forward to the New Testament. You know, the, the father. Uh, giving his son, uh, and he goes up to Mount Moriah, which is by tradition Jerusalem, and that the the place of Moriah is of sacrifices is traditionally the place of the of the of the ultimate temple in Jerusalem. So we have a typological showing forth of that which will be reflected in God's own actions in giving His own Son. Um, on another level, we have this idea of testing. Um, God tested Abraham. I think it's very important for us to see, as I mentioned last Sunday in the sermon, that testing is a <clears throat> is a very regular part of God's interaction with his people. The testing that took place after the creation in Genesis, uh, the testing here of Abraham, the testing of Israel in the wilderness, uh, the testing of, of King David and other people who were called. And we should note the testing of King Saul who failed his test but David was was faithful, at least in the early stages of his life and his testing. And of course, Jesus, whose baptism leads right into testing. So the idea that, you know, why is God doing this? Well, he tests. Yeah, testing is a normal is a part a thing God does to us to 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 prove to sort of develop and and show forth the reality of the faith that is in us. Again, he doesn't test us to get us to fail. He tests us because he wants us to succeed. But the only way you can know if a faith is genuine is to have it um, proved in situations where there's it's it comes up against some resistance <clears throat> and shows itself to be true. Just like you can't know if you've worked out and you think you're strong enough. Maybe say you're a mountain climber. You you know, am I ready for it? You can't know until you actually go climb the mountain whether you 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 can pass the test. And and so throughout our human experience, we prepare for something or we. And then we go have a test to see if it if it if it uh, if we're strong enough for it. The third level on the story is how it ties into a very central New Testament idea of of justification by faith, and um, it's played off in the New Testament in a couple of places. Um, Saint Paul, as we mentioned a few chapters ago, in two places makes a lot of hay out of Genesis fifteen six. Abraham believed the Lord, and it was counted to him for righteousness. And this is the foundation of the doctrine of justification by faith. And he mentions it in Romans 4.3 and Galatians 3.6. But then the epistle of James, um, uh, James makes the point, he says, was not Abraham justified by his works when he offered Isaac? And But he goes on to say his faith was working together uh, with his works, and therefore, see, he, James requotes Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. But again, what good is faith if it doesn't play itself out? This is one of the reasons in the Reformation, um, Martin Luther called James an epistle of straw, but 
you, you have to deal with the whole of the scripture, and it really isn't that mysterious. We should also note there's a, um, a verse in Hebrews where in the whole litany of faith that Abraham's faith was shown in the offering of Isaac. And so um, the, the idea that our faith is tested uh, by, by things, and, and clearly also in the New Testament in, in relationship to testing and letting go of things, Jesus had statements like, he who saves his life will lose it, and he who loses his life will save it. So the idea of being willing to let go of things that are important to us, and he also said, he who loves father, mother, son, or daughter more than me is not worthy of me, that we always have to be aware of these attachments which become idolatrous, and sometimes we even have them in the name of faith. You know, we, we're loving, you know, the way God loves, but we're really holding on to something in a more idolatrous way. And so true love has a sense of, of detachment, which gives the object of love freedom, but also loves and, and has this primary devotion to God. So we'll be tested that way, where, where our attachments must be purified <clears throat> so that we um, separate our devotion to God from our own <clears throat> sort of inordinate attachment to things, even relationships. And we can have a last connection with our uh, epistle lesson uh, in 1 Corinthians, where St. Paul was being judged by the Corinthians, basically because his appearance was not all that impressive. Underneath this whole, um, uh, I'm of Paul, I'm Apollos, I'm of, but it, clearly there's a debate between what seems to be that Apollos was a, fair, a much more polished orator in the Greek tradition. And when he came and preached, people loved his sermons. St. Paul wrote um, profound letters but, but when he got up in the pulpit, should we say, to preach, he wasn't nearly as impressive as Apollos. And so there's this, well, we like this guy, and we clearly, that kind of thing resonates throughout the church. And, and St. Paul is urging them not to judge on outward appearances. And he says, I, I'm not aware of anything against myself, but I'm not going to judge anything before the time. But his point is, Paul is following through in his vocation, doing what God calls him to do, even though the Corinthians are being a little bit difficult. That won't dissuade Paul from his fulfilling his vocation towards them. So it's, it's a test. And a test of our own use of our gifts is what happens when we do what God calls us to do and do it from the heart, and then people criticize us for it. Oh, you didn't do it right, or you didn't look that good in doing it. And, and will we continue on in doing that work and, and trusting that God will reward us? That's the test. Because oftentimes when we want to give, say, oh, I'm just giving and I'm loving. And then when somebody doesn't give us the pat on the back or the, that attaboy we want, we storm off in anger and, well, I'm not going to do this for you anymore. Well, that shows that you are doing that for the approval, not because God called you to do it. God loves because God loves. He won't stop loving because we don't reciprocate. God is God. He always will be who he will be. And the more we become like God and act out of our relationship with him and our vocation to serve, the more our serving will be, we will do it. And when it meets opposition, we'll continue to do it because God calls us to do it. And that's what will be revealed on, on that day. Judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes, who will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsel of the hearts. 
So our works justify or prove our faith and work together with them when we continue to do the right thing from the heart, even though we don't get credit for it. And that kind of ties into Abraham, who, who, who from the heart offered the, the most important thing in his life to God and was justified by his faith, faith working together with his works. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. Let's continue with a prayer for all conditions of men on page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you this morning. Um, have a wonderful Tuesday, and we'll look forward to seeing you tonight. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Thank you, Bishop Bye. 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 We love you, Luke. Great send off.